Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Well then, good Sunday morning. It's ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley. Boy, we've got a lot to talk about. Jesse Rogers will join us at 11 a.m. We're here till 12.30. Then we're up against the pregame show. Tyler Aki will be on the pregame. Connor McKnight on the play-by-play with DJ today as the White Sox try to take uh, the series. Well, not sweep it, certainly, but uh, it, we need to win another one against the Rangers. And uh, Brian, yesterday uh, we heard some chants from the crowd. They speak their mind. They speak from the heart. Were you surprised? No. Uh, as we uh, were signing off yesterday, I said, maybe Tony will give us something to talk about again today. But it wasn't Tony. It I wasn't mean, Tony. Know, he, it involves Tony, but it wasn't actually it, Tony. It's actually right. I mean, and I get their frustration, and, and we've you know, felt it with our callers over the last few weeks and yesterday and two. Um, but it wasn't a, a, a ridiculous move that he was going to be defensive about. I mean, you have a five-run lead. You have a 7-4 lead. It was like three games in one, Mark. I mean, it was... It, it was it, it was everything you wish a movie was. Had yeah, lots right. of twists and turns and uh, exciting and, and not the exciting at the end to yeah. Sox fans, but yes. Yeah, you're not begging for a sequel after the 10th inning. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you get, you get 12 hits in the first five innings, and then in innings 6, 7, 8, and 9, you have 11 strikeouts. And, and we've been complaining Sox. about the offense for obvious yeah. reasons, right? We haven't right. had any. So we have some in the past two days. And what happens? The pitching fails, and and there is a turning point that I want to get to that has everything to do with the Twitter poll that I instructed Jake to put up today, and we will get to that. I've got to mention driving in on the Kennedy today. I'm driving, and all of a sudden, I'm in the left lane just cruising. All of a sudden, I come up on this late model Escort, a white Mm -hmm. one, with bullhorns affixed permanently to the hood. Is it Benny? And I know. And I looked at the plates. I thought, okay, somebody's from Texas. No, it's an Illinois car, Illinois plates. Uh And there was a millennial driving it. Uh And I thought, is this an omen to be bullish on the White Sox today and for the rest of the season? Well, well, you know, the the Rangers aren't the Yankees. Let's no, no, no. They they are a mediocre team. They're right Right. around where the White Sox are performing. Well, they're four or five hundred, five hundred, and and yeah. So basically, they're they're in the White Sox neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing for the Yankees to you know the best team in baseball to do what they did to the Cubs and Matt Schwarmer in particular last night. But see, these teams, they the Dodgers. Okay, so if Tony has a brain cramp or a brain fog against the Dodgers. The Dodgers still still can beat you no matter if the manager's making the right they don't need They don't need anybody to have brain fog. They can just exactly. do it on their own. Right. Yes. The Rangers, on the other hand, they need again, that help. You're up 5 nothing against that team. I, I, I don't know what the win probability was at that point, but it's got to be 98%. Uh, you know, if you're betting in game, yep. <laughs> you put a few bucks on the Rangers, you did pretty well for yourself at that point. But you had two leads, okay? So even when they get close, you extend the lead to 7-4. You've got to put that team away. You just have to. And that, as much as the pitching, you know, didn't help you yesterday, it's two – the first five innings, you could hit everything and anything, and then you're striking out every other batter, every other at-bat in the last four innings before the 10th. It's just bizarre how this thing plays out, but that's why the White Sox are six back and looking up. And in New York, we saw the Yankees handle Whoa. the Cubs pretty well. Six solo home runs. 
I ca- I, I'm watching the highlights, right? And yeah. and I keep thinking, I'm like, why is this? They're all solo home runs. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously highlights are truncated. And I've made it very obvious that I do not have marquee networks. So if I'm watching the Cubs, it's on highlights and or on uh, SportsCenter or whatever. And it just it just kept going and going and going. And then obviously Rizzo paid back his old team by hitting one in the uh, right field porch. Well, you know, look, it was a, this game will humble you, especially when you're in your first year, Matt Schwarmer. I mean, a week ago yesterday, we were sitting there saying, hey, who was more impressive in that doubleheader? Caleb Killian, who's the hot prospect everyone was waiting to see, mm-hmm. or Matt Schwarmer. His first two starts, quality starts, no one can hit a slider. And we talked about it. You better develop that that change up quickly because the Yankees apparently watch video. And you could and, and you could and, and and that was real time advice because that's what they did. They jumped all over him. That's historic. Schwarmer six solo home runs. They they had seven hits, six solo, solo home runs, and one <laughs> RBI single Ouch. to call it a night. Yeah. I mean, uh, it just no no Cubs pitcher had given up that many home runs in the modern era. Tom Lee back in 1884. So I think it's, oh, uh, Tom Lee, card. you watched yeah. him live, right? Yeah, I, I have his baseball card. I think he signed it for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, but that this game will humble you. So we'll get to the to the Cubs, but you know, the Cubs no expectations. You're playing the best team in baseball. You get your rear end handed to you because and you see jump. an old friend. Yeah, and you get to see an old friend and who had thoughts on the Cubs too. So we had lots of time to go over it all. But the White Sox. You know, Tony took the took the heat last night, but it was it was you know it was Giolito cruising until he wasn't. It was the offense doing what it was supposed to to do until it didn't. And they did, and they did their job. And then, and then, unfortunately, we see Yasmani Grandal finally catch a gear. And what happens? Catch a hammy. Did is Cyanus involved in some kind of hex on the South Side now? The Cyanus family. <laughs> The, the the old billy goat i think yeah is there another the animal that they're running through there uh, trying to get yeah. in and they said I no and they it. said i hex you well speaking about uh, jackasses or donkeys <laughs> joan makata um we'll get to him nice segue. yeah 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 yeah, and I saw somebody on Twitter. Well, a couple things on Twitter that I want to point out. <laughs> I saw somebody yesterday after the loss, and and this is all they said on Twitter. Have no idea who it was. They said Hawk Harrelson was right. <laughs> for launching which of Tony course, in the eighties. Which of course, which of course was a reference of firing Tony yep. in the eighties. Yeah, and our buddy Paul Sullivan in his column today in the Trib referenced, you know, Tony getting uh, booed and fired. You know, fire chance, uh, fire uh, Tony mm-hmm. chance back when he lifted Ken Kravick in the eighties. So, oh yeah, history repeats itself. You yeah. mean you mean this? Then the Rangers added one in the sixth, two in the seventh, and now two here in the tenth. And they have a lead late. Does it sound like either Jason or or Steve are clapping along with that chant? No, it's me. Oh, that was you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Jason's. I was going to no. I would seriously. You caught me by surprise. Yeah. I thought, wait a minute, is that then? Yes, of course. And and yeah. and I should have been clapping too. But the the point is, <laughs> I counted it. it uh, Brian, I counted it. Ten seconds, ten to twelve seconds that Jason and Steve shut up to yeah. let everybody hear that. Because now, it was twenty seconds of fire, Tony. Yes, and and I I thought it was very interesting how they just backed out and let that audio breathe. Mm-hmm. Let it breathe. 
Let it breathe. Again, it wasn't Tony, you know, Tony didn't do anything. And he actually did the right thing. He put Lori Garcia in the eighth spot and he actually came up with three for his first. Yeah, three, but right? don't don't you even let him go that easy. No, 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 no. 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 I've got I've got a real problem. I've got a real did. problem with him. And uh, yeah, thank God uh, he decided to hit and he crossed the plate three times. That's great. But if you if you noticed what happened with him at the top of the seventh inning, mm-hmm. when Calhoun came up, hit one over the head of uh, Vaughn. Vaughn got the b- ball into his cutoff man. Guess what? Leori dropped a simple cutoff throw yeah. and caused Calhoun to take third, which meant the next batter up, and I can't remember who it was, skied out to Vaughn, and uh, Calhoun tagged up. And, yeah. and and that made it 7-7. That was the tying run. Mm-hmm. Now, if if Leori did not do that, would have held him to second, that fly ball, he's not he's not taken off from second to third on Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Calhoun's not a runner. Right. And and chances are they get out of that inning with the lead. Right. Now, it doesn't mean they wouldn't give it up. But well, it doesn't. That, but that was right. the turning point. Right Absolutely there, that was, was the right. turning point. Absolutely. And so... You know, with Lurie, uh, you better find something to like about him because he's here for another two and a half years uh, uh, since he signed the contract in December. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. You know, it, you could really have a debate, which is the money that's least well spent. His five and a half million a year, he's getting 16 and a half guaranteed over the life of contract, which, you know, pales in comparison to what Mankata's banking. But, you know, you, you, you know, we went over Mankata's contract yesterday. It's... 17 million, it goes up to 20, then 24, and then 25. I mean, help. I I saw somebody, um, uh, I follow Steve Stone on Twitter, and somebody said a couple mentions. uh, Somebody said, Do do you want to talk about, do you have any comments on Tony LaRusa and blah, blah, blah? And Steve just said no, No. which, okay, uh, you can take that any way you want. Mm -hmm. But then also somebody said, Hey, Steve, would you please. Tell everybody that Yoan Mankata had an oblique injury and he's still healing from that because there is a there is a like anything on Twitter, right? On social media, you have apologists for somebody, then you have uh, people that are uh, not so much apologists, and there there is a faction of people that are thinking that Yoan is still the second coming and he just hasn't uh, arrived yet. Well, you know, and, and you know what's disconcerting though when you talk about that oblique. Yep. Yoan's still talking about the oblique. And, and you know, it, he his 133 batting average and no home runs since May 14th. You'd hope for more for $17 million a year. No doubt. Um, no doubt. 0 for 5 last night in 3Ks. Um, he's still talking about trying to get his rhythm. And he said it's very complicated because you're trying to do your best, but trying to be cautious with your effort. You don't want to the injury to be to get worse. Mm-hmm. If 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 it's if he's not near 100 percent. He's not helping you. Do something with him. You yeah. know? I, I, I say I say put him on the IL. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as soon as T.A. gets back, if not sooner, put him on the IL. And we're going to get to the Twitter poll, and it involves Leori. Let's get to a couple phone calls. And by the way, uh, Jesse moved up to 1030, so we'll be, be talking to Jesse Rogers at 1030 here on ESPN 1000. Here's Larry on the south side. What up, Larry? Uh, me, I think is is that seventh inning yesterday uh, was very disturbing to me. I want to know why and when did Sousa become his high leverage guy? Yeah, no oh, kidding. I mean, I want to know where where is Bummer? I mean, 
this is second time he brought him in. Uh, Musty took him out of the yard, a three-run homer uh, against the Grecia's game where he uh, walked him by one or two count. Hey, Larry, wasn't what? Bummer used the day before? You know how Tony is. He doesn't use anybody day to day. Every time they say something about some uh, uh, available, kind of roll my eyes at that. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, stop stop saying that. These guys are getting paid uh, gazillions of dollars. Yeah, figure stop it out. It. Figure it out. Play. I mean, right. All right. And so, consequently, you, you give up that game, 7 to 5, 7 to 10, and all of a sudden it's tied up again. Where mm-hmm. is Bummer? I don't know what this manager is doing. I don't know if he's is he sabotaging the team on purpose or what. I don't know. Well, you know, thank you, Larry. Bummer isn't necessarily the answer. He has not been dominant like he has been in the past. But, I mean, uh, uh, Bummer, Sousa, Bummer, Sousa. Okay, let's go with Bummer. I mean, that's as far as I'm concerned, Brian. Yeah, and Mark, but Tony did say he used, he used the pitchers available, and he was down to, what, five, right? Five right. In his, but, in, but, in, and, and right, but, but that begs the question, is Tony too soft on the pitchers as far as using them day-to-day? He'll yeah. use Hendricks three days in a row if he needs to. Obviously, Hendricks has a lighter load because he comes sure, in to shut out guy, three. Yeah. Right, right. But... You know, I, I uh, to see uh, Lambert and Crick, I, I, you know what? I, I just don't, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's Owen in, uh, he's in Willowbrook. Hey, Owen, you're on with uh, Hanley and Xander here on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, guys. I really like, um, I like the show. You Thank guys you. tell it like it is. And um, we try. I really like, like, like Howard Cosell, you tell it like it is. Uh, the thing that I, the thing they forgot to chant was they forgot to include Han in that. Think See? about what Han has done to this team as far as going out and, and evaluating talent. You know, you get guys that, that break down, that get hurt, guys that don't perform. And I agree with you, if Mankata's hurt, don't be playing. Yeah. He should be on, he We've should got be a on burger. the list. And then, and then the other guy that's, that's been given a pass, and he's really only had one real great half a year is Giolito. Giolito mm. at best is a three, at best. The, the guy lives on his changeup. And people just sit on it. And you, I guarantee you he's going to give up a big home run sometime during a game. And, 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 and at some point, when the Sox went out and said, you know what, you guys be patient. We're going to go out and spend money. And we're going to build up this team where we're going to, we're going to be competing every year. So what do they do? They go out and sign Harrison this year. They had a chance to get Adam Frazier. They had a chance to maybe look at Bryant's. And for all the five years of, of waiting for them to do something, they sign Harrison, who doesn't even play the position he's supposed to be signed for. This guy is a mess. But the only good thing going for Han is he works for Reinsdorf, who fires nobody. Thank you, Owen. I appreciate it. Uh, too, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and Owen may not agree with, uh, well, he'll see the Twitter poll and we'll see if he wants to jump in on that. But the point that he's making is that we should have done better in signing a, a second baseman. Okay. Where's the big left-handed a- bat? Agreed. Agreed. A big left-handed bat. Leori's a left-handed bat. That's not a big uh-huh. bat by nope. any means. Nope. We thought we had a big left-handed bat in switch hitting Moncada. That mm-hmm. hasn't been the case. Jake Berger leads the team. Could you have said this and really believe this this time last year that Jake Berger would lead the team in home runs? Okay, and as good as that is for Jake Berger, and, and you're that's you bad for everybody else who plays that's exactly every day. Right. That's that's, exactly, yeah. You're going if if he's the guy who's saving your bacon when you're, you're actually winning, then you got big issues because yeah. I mean that that should be an added bonus. That should be just you know wow, thank God you know we got another guy coming up contributing. Right, 
But that that tells you, and we talked about yesterday, you know, you can, you know, beat up Tony and his decisions, and he's given you plenty of reason to do so. But he's but not playing you, the game, Brian. If your big guns aren't your big guns, and we'll get to Giolito's numbers the yep. last three starts, too. There's a lot here, and I'm sure people want to talk about it. 312-332-3776. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Grandal injury. We'll let you know what the Twitter poll is. Jesse Rogers joins us at 1030. Jump on in. 312-332-3776. It's Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. It's a bad, bad pattern that I've gone into over the last few starts. I've always prided myself on getting stronger as the game goes on um, over the last few years of my career. I felt like that was always something that I could count on, um, getting the rhythm going, especially uh, if the offense is doing their thing and putting me into a more comfortable position with a big lead. Uh, But today, again, uh, going out there for the fifth and... uh, just, you know, not executing. Um, you know, two base hits lead off the inning, big home run. Uh, it just swings the momentum to their side. You know, I, we, I left the game still with the lead, but, you know, it was a five-run lead that turned into one very quick. And that is Lucas Giolito post-game yesterday. He's right about that, Brian. He has, over the past few years, been that pitcher that got stronger as the game went on, and that was his, you know, his superpower as far as a starting pitcher goes, and that's not been the case last few starts especially. No, and our, our caller Owen is right. You know, the, the home runs have killed him, and so the last three starts he alluded to the last few. last three starts, after doing a really good job against, uh, was it Tampa? Um, last three starts he's allowed 12 earned runs in 15 and two-thirds innings pitched. It's bizarre because he has 19 strikeouts in that time and only seven walks. However, five home runs. Mm-hmm. Five home. So Owen said the home run is going to come and bite him, and it has the last three starts. Last night, you know, he get, he's he, 81 pitches on 53 for strikes. So he's right. I mean, you talk about being comfortable. They stake you to a five-run lead, and how often does the White Sox do that for any starter? And you should be able, I mean, those aren't high leverage pitches. And you created your own situation. And next thing you know, uh, you know, it's 7-4 and then 7-7. And then you're losing in the 10th inning because you, you can't do anything in the late innings with the with the at-bats. And half your bullpen isn't available. And, and the bullpen gave up seven. Sure. So that's the bigger story. I, I know yeah. Lucas did not dominate like he usually does. And uh, I think it was Owen that said he's our number three. Well, I, I, look, what do, what do numbers, once the season starts, it doesn't really matter. Is Kopech a stronger pitcher? That last outing was really nice. The last outing for Dylan Cease, not so much. So we have our struggles there. But the bullpen was really, uh, you know, starting off with that issue with Leori, that bullpen was really, really soft because people weren't available. So, so what do you do today with Kopech? Because they're, they're kind of watching the pitch counts because he's transitioning back to being a starter. Coming I off. think that they've t- taken those training wheels off. They have to today. Well, they, I they know. No I thought they did last start. I know. But I mean, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No need, doubt. No doubt. You need to let him go yep. as far as he can go. Yep. And, and, and knowing how well he's pitched this and season. And another I, thing, too. I'm so tired of seeing pitchers overprotected. Now I know, look, uh, coming to uh, you know a starter from a bullpen, I get that. But how do pitchers learn how to survive tough innings if you just get pulled? Yeah. 
as soon well, as things start going wrong. How do pitchers survive? You don't have the luxury today. Well, no, 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 we don't. We don't because yeah. nobody seems to be available. And and you need to win this game. And yeah. you know, the best thing that's happening to Tony La Russa and the White Sox is they're going on the road uh, because, one, they can't win at home. They're actually, you know, they're, what, four games under? Yeah. And it's because they're four games under. They're squarely even on the road. And and they they have you have to have a winning record at home and they're three or four back of that they're three, so they're, they're three games under and they're three games and, under at home and, and no wonder you're and then the Rangers added this. one in the sixth two in the seventh and now two here in the tenth and they have a lead late there we go here I'll add it okay. See, that is why you're hearing that on the south side, because the record is horrible. I need a couple over here. Yeah. Two. Two beer men. Yeah. Uh, You know, seeing those beer guys walking around, now they have to deal with taking credit cards and having their little calculator thing. Apple Pay. And Apple Pay. And I just remember the good old days where they would just walk around with that wad of cash in their left hand. Yep, the big wad of bills. Right, right. And just, you know what, and and passing down the money and the change and everything. Oh, everyone, yeah. 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 Now you need all this other equipment. Nowadays, someone might pocket some of that change. You know, it's inflation. Or yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they get their me. commission. They get their commission for handing the beer and the change down yes. the line. They take 10% off the top. <laughs> All right, so our ESPN 1000 Twitter poll today. Uh, this is me. <laughs> you can hear... You can hear me in this because I am uh, just a a little frustrated Yeah, Yeah. as a Southside fan. Once Tim Anderson comes back healthy and you had your choice as GM, who would you DFA? Josh Harrison, Leori Garcia, and then Jake tempering my, my, uh, my mojo here. He put other don't move them. And uh, we want you to chime in or if you want to call in. And, and I will tell you, after we talk to Jesse Rogers, I will tell you exactly why I have come up with my answer on that Twitter poll. And, uh, Brian, if you want to weigh in as well. We've got Jesse up at 1030. Getting to the phones, taking your calls, 312-332-3776. Ethan in Deerfield, welcome in on a Sunday morning. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been listening for a little bit now. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people crediting Tony for taking uh, blame to the media yesterday in response to his bullpen management with the response of those were the guys that were available. I don't know if that necessarily cuts it just because he's the guy that's managing the bullpen. And he's the guy that decides who's available and who's not. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, whether it's being soft on the arms or it's he mismanaged the day before or in the weeks past, whatever he's doing to manage that bullpen right now, he's blowing two games where you're up four nothing and then five nothing. That that's completely unacceptable, especially for a team that hasn't been winning. Yep. Thank you, Ethan. Appreciate it. Yeah, look, uh Giolito needed to go deeper in the game. We need to see our starting pitchers, as far as I'm concerned, get into the seventh. And Absolutely. Dylan didn't the day uh, the day before, uh, you know, in his last start because he had a 45 pitch fifth inning, right? right? And that's right, right, right. And that's a and that's a whole different problem. Giolito not getting stronger as he as he has in the past during his start. 
uh, during the progress of a game. That's an issue. And with Dylan, it seems like he sometimes falls into that trap where he's trying to nip at the corner and he's over pitching. And then all of a sudden, when he's at his pitch count, things just fall apart. Well, let's okay. So yesterday we were talking about Tony's not going anywhere, and I've been told by people. Yeah, and, and remind everybody, you had a secret yeah. source that basically said that lightning would have to strike you and I multiple no, the, times. The, the 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 odds are better that a lightning will strike you and I maybe multiple times than than uh, the odds of of Jerry saying to Tony it's time to go. So yesterday, and you said what you know, we started talking about what if. Because the Philly players, the Philadelphia Philly players, are were celebrating so loud you could hear them in the media room. Right, it when, was almost when, it was mutiny. Yeah, so when you heard Joe Girardi got launched, the players all had a party, right? <laughs> right. And we talked about if the, if and we had and we'll t- take a listen to what the players said last night after they were asked about the fire Tony chance. We just said, what if that scenario happened? And it hasn't happened to this point, And they seem to have. Uh, LaRusse is back, and they seem to like well, him and all that. I heard but that I, last year. Are we really know, hearing that now? Right? So, I mean, and I'm telling you, I was told there is no way, right. no matter what happens, that Jerry's launching Tony. So even if the fans chant from the first pitch on through nine innings. It's not going to matter. And even if the players would start making some noise about it, it's not going to matter. And Tony's like, you know, I'll take the responsibility, even though last night, well, I mean, if you want to talk about how he managed the bullpen or, or to the point where, as our caller just said, you get to the point where you don't have enough available because of how you use the bullpen in previous games. He's not going anywhere. And so it'll be interesting if the, the noise continues. Again, the best thing that happens for this team is to go down the road tomorrow. Yeah. And, and we talked yesterday could Tony get to the point where he realizes he's hit a wall and he goes into Jerry and said, you know what? Eh, maybe I'm not the guy. Maybe well, maybe we have to, to maybe maybe I can have another position and and we can do something else. Three well, months. Yeah. yeah. What, what he thinks about that. Yeah. I don't. He didn't strike me as a guy. Who walked no, away he, do, he right. He doesn't. But we can only hope for those who don't want to see Tony managing anymore, because that might be the only option we have. We've got a hit break. We're coming back. Jesse Rogers joins us to talk about baseball on the north side and the south side. Plenty to talk about. This is ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Wow. Way up there. Back goes half. It is gone. It brings rain. 23rd for Judge. Two, two. Crushed on the line. Forget about this one. That is a missile. And it's 2 nothing Yankees. That's one of the fastest home runs I've seen here at Yankee Stadium. And that slider hung right down the middle of the plate. And Stanton crushed it. Tied for the hardest hit ball in baseball this year. He ties, of course, himself. It's this one hard. Left center field. Aaron Judge again. It's 24th. The fifth of the ninth for the Bronx Bombers. High fly ball. Off of the battle Rizzo. He joins the home run party. Six for the Yankees. Wow, they needed to cut into the second bucket of balls (laughs) in the Bronx. ESPN 1000, Xander and Hanley. Jesse Rogers joins us. He's on the way to the makeup chair for tonight's appearance on in the baseball night on ESPN. Right, Jess? 
Yes, that is correct. Lots of makeup needed. That's why I'm getting there early. Hey, right, you know? and you're not wearing your sunglasses, are you? Well, I am on the drive, of well, course. Well, no, I meant on TV. Even it's raining. You, tell, it's you wear raining. them on the radio. I, I would imagine you'd wear them on TV, too. Yeah, well, I'm wearing them in the rain where, uh, you know, the, the Cubs can just hope for a rain out at this point. That yeah. might be the best outcome for them today. Wow. But I actually think they're going to get it in. There is a window. Yankee fans can get excited. There is a window. They get to play the Cubs for three hours today. And um, we'll see. It can't get any worse than last night. That's for sure. If you're well, you know, Jesse, I always say when you go to the ballpark and you, you were there last night, you can. There's always possibility you'll see something yep. you've never seen before. We saw Tony Larusa t- turn a, a pitcher's count into an intentional walk, um, and now six solo home runs given up by Matt Schwarmer, who who was pretty impressive his first two starts. No, no pitcher's done that since Tom Lee in 1884. Maybe Marquis will bring that game back as filler for, for rain um, delay well, today. <laughs> I, I think Brian, you were covering that game, if I recall. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. But yeah, uh, yeah. so I was, I was in the stands. Okay, so picture, you know, to the right of home plate, you know, back into the stands there, where I have a look right down the third base line. I'm sitting with uh, ESPN's very, uh, very own Nick Friedel. We're a little bit higher up, but straight down the, the, the in, into left field. And I mean, Aaron Judge's first home run looked like it got dropped out of the sky. I hate to use military terms. It was like a bomb they dropped out of the sky. Stan's home run looked like a missile. That like was a ridiculous. Missile. And both, you know what I'm talking about. When you see it from that angle, it, well, they were both just amazing. Was that 120 course, miles per hour, yeah, Velo? Yeah. Yeah, 119.8, technically. Yeah, let's round it ties, up. Yeah, which ties uh, Stanton's own record, but. Um, it was, was a towering ball, line just, drive, Jess. It was a towering yeah, line drive. It was. Drive. It finally was. It finally was a towering line drive. <laughs> so, um, I, and then I said, I've seen enough of this. I went to the press box and saw four more solo home runs. And, you know, boy, Matt Swarmer, I, I think we have to come up with a, a new phrase, um, uh, deer, in the, deer in headlights, because oh, after boy. the game, oh boy, after the game, I, I don't care. You if felt for him. Yes. I, I was about to say, I don't care if you're a cynical reporter or hateful fan. That guy wanted to be anywhere else than talking in front of cameras at Yankee Stadium after giving up a record six solo homers. That is what you call tenth, baptism by fire. Yeah, tenth pitcher ever to give up six homers, and then just the second to give up six solo home runs. I'm not sure why that matters either way, but it, it's a rare occurrence. The fact. Hey, that the look, the Yankees. The Yankees have 94 home runs. Uh, Judge has got 24. You heard the chance of MVP. You know, that's what they do. And, and, and as a Cubs fan, all it shows me is how far away this team is in the rebuild that's not supposed to be called the rebuild to being back among the elite. So they get, you know, one a rookie pitcher gets his butt kicked. That happens. They do it to a lot of people. But I'm with you, and we'll listen to We'll hear from Matt Schwarmer before we get out of here. You felt for the kid. He was humbled, absolutely humbled. And he was there, man enough to be there uh, to answer all the questions. But on the south side of town, uh, arguably that that game was worse than the, the Cubs shellacking yeah. because it's a bad Rangers team, you know, to, uh, erasing a five nothing lead and a seven four lead and winning the game in extras. Yeah, a couple things about that. You're right about the Rangers. It's actually a good matchup for the White Sox. I mean, you know my feeling. I've been on with you guys enough. You need to win every game where there's a lot of left-handed pitchers throwing against you. No doubt. No doubt. And that's what the Rangers do. And so, boom, you did what you're supposed to do. You got up. You have one of your aces on the mound. And he blew it. And then the bullpen blew it. It's like just a complete wasted game. It's one where you look back. If they lose the division by one, you point to that one. 
more than some others because that is an absolute winnable game because you we had the offense. Lefties. We yeah, had the had offense. Lefties. Right. So um, look, all this conversation about Tony Larusa, you know, uh, it's not a singular move that gets a manager fired. Uh, the Phillies were underachieving. Uh, the Angels were sort of underachieving over the course of two weeks, and those teams made moves. So it's not like you fire a guy because he because he you know intentionally walks someone. You fire a guy over the course of a season when when things aren't going the right way for a team that's expected to do more. I'm not I'm not saying you know it's Tony's fault they lost yesterday. Uh, I'm not even saying it's his fault they lost the game they were already trailing seven to five. It, it you know and then gave up the the, the home run. It's the it's the it's the whole thing it's it's where are you in the standings right now luckily in a bad division you're still in the race but um i know that's what everyone's talking about should they be firing you know, it's not about one day it's about the whole thing right jesse uh and and uh, conversely he's not the one playing he wasn't the one to drop the relay in that yeah. allowed them to tie the game he wasn't the one that was uh you know lost the um Lost his stuff in the fifth inning. He wasn't the one that came out of the bullpen. However, he's however, not Yohan Moncada. Right, he's not Yohan Moncada. He's not Grandal that started hitting, and now all of a sudden he's injured. The the idea. Well, well, let me just say yeah. all those things you could say about Girardi and Madden. They're not the ones that pitch. Right, right, and I was going to get to right. It is the vibe. It is the culture. Like last year, he made mistakes early. Didn't know the rules, but they were in first place. Nobody cared. Right. Right. It, right. It only matters when you're underachieving and they're underachieving. And that is my point. And uh, our old pal Fred Hubner must be listening because he decided to tweet and say managers aren't the problem. He listed all the problems that he thinks, uh, you know, Kimbrel trade and, you know, Grandal and all, all this stuff. And everything could be considered. But when what happens in Philadelphia happens, how do you explain that? I mean, how do you explain that? If well, managers that, don't I, I matter. Think it's, it's a real indictment on Joe Girardi. Let's start with yeah, that. Yeah, it so, seems yeah, like it would be. Yeah. So, uh, there's no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I don't want to say I'm on the inside of that, but I, I, I know what's going on there, and I know I cover Joe Girardi. Personally, I like him, but there's there's something missing. He's now been fired by three teams and mm-hmm. did win a World Series, though. So we should mention that. But anyway, um, yes, they do matter. Of course, they matter. They matter in all sorts of different ways, and. And and just shaking it up sometimes matters. Yep. Um, all of that, all of that um, matters. Having said that, I mean, I he's think we all going agree. anywhere. He's, yeah, he's not probably going. not going anywhere. I, I'll give you one scenario, and it, it's the Grady Little scenario. You know, Theo had to fire Grady Little back in the day after he left Pedro Martinez in. They lost the playoffs, right? You guys, you, everyone remembers. Yep. It's kind of a famous thing. And it's and, and again, that was one move. I don't think Theo was going to fire him because of one bad baseball decision. Managers make them every day, but it became untenable with the fan base. And I'm not saying people are going to be, you know, knocking on Rick Hahn's door, but now we're seeing, you know, at home, uh, now we're seeing a fan base, you know, the chant is one thing. What's next? Like, if, if it becomes such a distraction where your own fans are either staying away or, or doing protests or whatever it is, that's where you might have to pull the trigger. Now, even having said that, Jerry might ignore all of that. Right. I'm just he's going to, it, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he's already ignored the record, okay? He's already no, ignored the record. Jesse, I, w- I was told by someone in the know, I mean, really close, and that, yeah. that Mark Zander, Jesse Rogers, or Brian Hanley have better odds of getting struck by lightning, maybe even twice, than Jerry firing Tony. And our right. question to you is, this whole scenario that Tony finds that you know the, the the team is suffering because of the chance and the you know the home crowd turning on everybody 
Is he the walk away guy? Would he ever say, you know what? I've got maybe I'm better. Yeah, because- maybe I'm better. Maybe you guys would be better off. Put me somewhere else. I'll advise. Have somebody else run the team. Highly doubtful. But look, um, I don't know because I don't think we've ever seen any scenario like that approach a guy like Tony Larusa, right? So it'd be ha- it'd have to be a new thought that pops into his mind. I'm walking away from this in the middle as we underachieve, you know, these guys are competitive. That would be, he'd probably consider himself a quitter to, if he did that. Right. I, I, can't, I can't see that happening. If he lost the locker room and he knew he lost the locker room, that'd probably be more likely than the fans booing and stuff. He knows that's wins and losses. You win, you're everyone's favorite guy. So I don't see any sort of scenario outside of something happening in that locker room where he feels he's completely lost it. I mean, we're talking about, you know, one percent chance of any of this kind of stuff happening, right? right? But I mean, being fired or walking away. But that way, just that way, he can spin it that I'm not selfish. I I need to do this because I love these guys and they have a chance to Mm -hmm. win something. Mm -hmm. And it's best for the team and best for Jerry and everything else. And And it's crazy that he would have to probably talk Jerry into accepting his resignation. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think I think it's more likely at the end of the year that he would just do it. I'm retiring, you know, and. And not be fired, but actually just walk away. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I just don't see it midseason. But we're in uncharted territory a little bit here, right? Yeah. So I guess anything's possible. But knowing his personality, knowing the people that know him, I think he's more likely to double down. I'm a competitor. We're going to turn this thing around, especially if they r- remain within striking distance uh, of the division, which they are. All right, Jesse. Well, thank you. I know you're uh, you're up against it. You are going to be on ESPN uh, tonight, right? Tell yeah, us. baseball tonight. Yeah. It uh, baseball starts tonight. Five. Yeah, five central uh, baseball tonight, leading up to Angels and Mets, and uh, yeah, my first time in the studio, so I'm sure we're going to cover Tony Larusa. I'm sure we're going to cover the Yankees on slot and a whole bunch of other. Things. All right, uh, well, how much makeup are they going to need yeah. for you? Yeah, See, that's why I'm getting there early. It's yeah, there you go. They said time. they said you you need to get here early. You know, you <laughs> you haven't lived till Mike Lederman put powder on your forehead like he did on Sportsfire for. For me and a few other guys. Wow. Yeah, yeah I guess I have well, it, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned all makeup and stuff. They just sent a memo like a week ago. I, I don't work in Bristol, but I get the memos. And it was like, on-site makeup has returned. And then, coincidentally, they booked me for in-studio a week later. On-site yeah. makeup has returned in Bristol, you know, because of the pandemic. Right. And then a week later, I'm on. So I guess uh, they were waiting for some. Yeah, even if it, they, they didn't, they would not trust you to do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Probably not. So. Yeah. Anyway, you All right, know, Jesse. Uh, they'll pile it on. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> All right. We'll the see you on TV yes. tonight. Thanks, okay. man. Thank you, Jess. See ya. Bye. Uh, ESPN 1000-312-332-3776. We're talking uh, baseball on the north side, uh, more so the south side, because there's just so much more drama. I'm going to bring up that Twitter poll when we come back, and I'm going to give you the case that I'm making for the uh, Twitter poll at ESPN 1000. And if you want to jump in, you know the number. It's Hanley and Xander. On ESPN 1000, we'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. You can also listen on 100.3 HD2 for a clear signal no matter where. And on the ESPN Chicago app, broadcasting for the from the First Midwest Bank studio. On a Sunday morning, it's ESPN 1000. Brian Hanley, Mark Zander, and uh, we've got a Twitter poll, Brian. And uh, here's how it goes for the White Sox. Once Tim Anderson comes back healthy and you had a choice as the GM, who would you DFA? Josh Harrison 
Leori Garcia, or other, don't move them. Have you given any particular thought to this? Yes, and um, I know we don't offer it, but how about both um, as an option? No, you have to pick one. Okay, well, if I have to pick one. Yep. yep. All right, so uh, Harrison's making $4 million, right? Leori's making 5.5. We're not worried about the money. Well, I think the Sox management might be because yeah, they, just, yeah. they just ate eighteen million dollars of bad Dallas Keuchel money. Right. Um, if you look at at the WAR numbers for these two, right? Let's start with Garcia, offensive WAR, which you know you hope for no negative signs in front of it. He's minus zero point seven, mm-hmm. which anything under zero is a replaceable player. His defensive WAR minus zero point two. His offensive runs above replacement, a minus six. He's replaceable on touch them all, everything. Now, Josh Harrison, also not so good. Uh, he's offensive war, minus 0.4, barely above in the positive on defensive, 0.1, which makes him a substitute player. And then offensive runs above replacement, he's a minus three. Uh, I can live without either of them. But if I have to pick one, if I have to pick one, probably, even though the numbers say, you know, go with uh, Lori, I'll probably go with Josh Harrison. Okay, I'm going with Lori. Josh is, uh, you know, at one point he was an everyday player. Uh, He brings a lot of energy. He's the Billy Hamilton of the team this year. Hey, one time he was an all-star. I mean, this is is what I'm saying, right? So his slash line looks better than Lori's right now. And I know what you just said. But Leori has been given too much responsibility. That is not his fault. No, for that's some not. reason, Tony Larusa has fallen in love with Leori again. The series Leori. on Netflix yep. Yep. is in season three or season mm-hmm. two, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, yesterday that turning point. I know it's just not on him, but we've just seen too many things. We've depended on him too much. He's much better asset if he is used two to three times a week in a full week of baseball. We don't have that luxury right now because of what is uh, happening, transpiring with the injuries and such. But for me, I know we just signed him, but we have made other mistakes. And uh, he is in the lineup today, and Harrison is not. Now, I know he hit yesterday, and it's about damn time, but that that misplay in the field has really irked me. And here's a lineup for today. Uh, We've got Pollock leading off in left field. He had an error. Late in the game, mm-hmm. yeah, it's certainly not the one that caused the game, but he had an error, and he's a gold glover, so so the funk is going around and hitting everybody. We've got uh, Andrew Vaughn DHing today, batting second. Robert in center field, batting third. Abreu clean up at first base. Berger is at third. Moncada's going to get his rest. Hopefully, a day will make a difference because he just looks horrible. He looks fine in the field. He's better than Berger in the field, no doubt about that. But the plate. It's just really, really bad. Angle is in the uh, lineup today in right field, batting sixth. Garcia batting seventh, second base. McGuire catching, and Danny Mendick is uh, batting ninth, the second leadoff hitter, as uh, Tony calls that position. And by the way, Sebi Savala is up as Grandal. Has he been officially put on the I.L.? No, but he's going there. Yeah, that's he exactly is. That's what's yeah. happening. And, and that's a shame because he had a pretty good game at the uh, plate yesterday. Can I, you mentioned Danny Mendick, and, and we were singing his praises yesterday after he had the base running error 
the guy is, I mean, he's a grinder. He's doing terrific uh, yep. offensively. You root for a guy like that. Uh, Steve Greenberg, who's just the best writer in town, um, he, he has a wonderful profile piece on Danny Mendick in the Sun-Times today, suntimes.com. Mm-hmm. And, and read that story. And, and that, if you love baseball, you love that baseball story. And you really root for this guy. And I would direct you to do that um, because it, it, it's really well worth your, a few minutes of your time to, to read that and see how this co- he, he's stuck to it. And everyone has written him off time and again. And he's made his own opportunity, and right now he's making the best of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid recommendation. So if T.A. came back, back to the Twitter poll for a second, T.A. came back and Moncada was holding his own at third, we'd have to find a place for Berger. But second base would be, for me, Mendick with Harrison spelling relief. And Leori is just a very, very, very part-time player. But that's me. 312-332-3776. We're up against the break. We'll come back, talk more baseball. Get to uh, the Cubs. Hey, can we do something fun to lighten the mood, too? Oh, sure. What's fun? You know, the other day, someone out on, on Twitter asked what our first con- uh, your first concert, you know, you, and, and we oh, both Oh, yeah, responded. yeah, we can do that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Your first concert, where it was, who you, who you saw. Yep. And, yeah, and, and we'll and invite what? everybody else to jump in. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that, too. I like that. 312-332-3776. Back in two minutes. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000.